Good afternoon, ladies and gents. This is Dorian. And this is Miss MVP. We are recording now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We'd like to welcome everyone to another episode of Convos in the Park podcast. For our new listeners, we thank you for joining us. And for our day ones, we greatly appreciate (laughs) y'all. As always, if you like what you hear, you can always subscribe to our socials. That'll be at Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, MySpace, Mijente, Black Planet, College Club. Tumblr. <laughs> Not Black Planet. <laughs> Take two. <laughs> Take three. <laughs> yeah, Black Planet, all that. <laughs> uh, y'all hear a third voice today. Um, that's Miss Tamika Newhouse. That is our guest. We are going to get in with her in just a moment. Um, we are um, a sober episode today, guys. We had some technical difficulties um, <laughs> yeah, a moment I, ago. I, I own it. Captain Kirk over there <laughs> didn't beam me up. <laughs> <laughs> so we all good. It is all good over here. Um, like I said, we have Miss Tamika Newhouse. She is a black queen, an author, very damn good at it. She has... Um, a lot of self-published books. And she said, like most black women, she got it done because she was impatient. So we're going to rock with her and see how how much patience she got to ride this train. (laughs) I'm holding on. on. (laughs) We appreciate it. So welcome, Miss Southern Belle. How you doing? I'm excellent, guys. Thank you so much for allowing me to invade your space. I'm excited about our conversation. You know, I'm gonna try to behave just a smidge. No promises. Right, we we behave for the first few minutes, not not all of them. No. All right. So no. we got about four <laughs> minutes. Then we about to cut up. <laughs> four <laughs> minutes is about right. <laughs> it's about right. Dorian, you got everything ready over there? Uh, yeah. You better not say No, I do actually uh, have a topic that I did want to bring to the table, especially since we have uh, two women now and I may be beat against the corner, but I'm I'm, I'm expecting it. But uh, I was talking with one of my uh, one of my brothers uh, the other day and we got into a discussion about women and relationships. And he was stating that. Uh, most women that he's come across now, not paying for everyone, but most women that he's come across have had uh, the intentions of getting something out of them, whether it be uh, food, whether it be Here we go. So now he's so important that everybody got to get him. Hey. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> like, I what was the question? Because I'm so ready. <laughs> I'm already ready. <laughs> Oh man, okay. It's so basically, if a, does a man have a, a a man feels like a woman has a man for everything, food, money, sex, a ride, that type of stuff. Um, are we supposed to say that's false or true? Is it true or false question? It's a setup. <laughs> <laughs> it's a setup. But I was about to say, and if she do, what what's his point? <clears throat> you ain't put no ring on it. Yeah, is he going to cover all those bases? Like, everything that she wants, is he going to supply it? Because if he's not, then why are we talking about it? Yep. What? Why is it your concern? <laughs> if I because... got Jody that want to feed me and Tyrone that want to buy me another I'm car. Just to... 
just trying to understand, like if if when if when he's spending time with the woman mm-hmm. and he likes her, he should just be enjoying her time, not worrying about who else she's spending time with and who else she's getting things from. Well, she yeah, he's fact, not he's not so much worried about the other people. He's worried about when it's happening with him because again, he's coming come across women and you know he'll try to get to know them, but he feel like he's forking up more than what he how he feels he should be, you know, to he be. He should in a present himself as an ATM. This so it's now the first of all, he's the common denominator in this. And it also seems like he needs to set the boundaries and start saying no. Date the women in the capacity that you can. And don't get upset when all this investing in your 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 resources and your time and you feel like you putting out and you're not getting back what you want, well open up your mouth and say what it is you want. Perhaps you investing your time in the wrong person. That's yeah. True. You know, like set the boundaries and nobody's putting a gun up to his head. He don't have to pay for the dates, but you're paying yeah. for the dates because you want her, right? You want this woman, you want more of her time, et cetera, et cetera. Say that. And if she's spending time with other people and you don't like that, say that too. Don't be having no attitude. Mm-hmm. You can respond and be like, you know what? I like you too. I just want to talk to you too. Now I got this going on, that going on. Don't expect for her to cut off everybody else. And then she got to struggle in those other spaces. You get what exactly. I'm saying? Exactly. That don't make no sense. So I, it, he, it's that's on him. Ain't nobody doing him. No one is doing him wrong. Technically, he doing himself wrong. When they're they're dating, when yes. they're dating, you and know? that's what you're supposed to do when you're dating. Unless y'all have that conversation where y'all want to be exclusive to your each face. other. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, no. I'm I'm in complete agreement. So now I'm, you know, I I was raised that yeah, if you take a woman out on a date, yeah, you're supposed to pay, you're supposed to, you know, be the utmost gentleman, or you know, hold the door, all that kind of yeah. stuff. I'm I'm used to that. I have no problem with that. But there are a lot of brothers that I've come across that are like, yeah, they in that era of, well, I have to keep my safety investment for the first date. I, you know, if if we're able to go Dutch on the first date, then everything, you know, I've never come across him better. Okay, I hate a Dutch dude. Like, first of all, either you pay or I pay. Yeah. But what we doing splitting the bill for? That's 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 retarded. I don't even like that. That's not even how grown folks even should approach a situation. Either you got it or I got it. But to finish my thought, guys feel like because they're paying for the date, then they have access to the woman's body. Yeah. My thing is if you want access to my body because you bought me some chicken wings, this is a problem. Pay my rent. What if it was shrimp? Like, like we about to hide up the steaks here. Pay my did rent. you just say red lobster? <laughs> red lobster. Yeah, he did. I said shrimp and lobster. I didn't say red lobster. <laughs> oh, okay. Because I'm like, the biscuits, they may change my mind a little bit. A man's not a basket of biscuits. <laughs> hey, hey. Hey, I went to Mika. Don't knock them Cheddar Bay biscuits. Uh-uh. Yeah, hell, yeah. I can go and buy the dough myself. <laughs> yeah, right. I'll open the door for you for them biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. But yeah, I, like I said, it, it, I've run into a lot of different people and a lot of brothers have been on that. Oh, I'm, I'm trying to do, I'm trying to protect me. I'm trying to protect my funds. If she don't want to support me in any kind of way, then it's all, you know, then I don't want to invest my money or time into her. And it's just like, okay, well, you just said it right there. If you don't want to invest in... Yeah, he already come into the situation guarded. Like, 
Kevin Samuels kind of he kind of speaks on that a little bit as far as don't you speak to... that man name in this world. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like Kevin Samuels. I don't like his delivery, but he don't never be saying nothing wrong to these ladies. No, like if he he's never saying anything false, you always hear people saying he's rude, but yeah. you never hear them saying he's wrong. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. never he's hear rude. That. He's rude. Like his delivery, he definitely can soften up a little bit. You know, kind of calm down. It seems like his you know, kind of be all tight up in the chest. Like he got something he got to get off his chest half the time. Mm-hmm. But he's not saying anything technically wrong. And I really feel that people are more chilled and happy. Mm-hmm. The dating process would be a lot more smoother. Yeah. And half of these men that keep talking about, oh, she, they trying to get me or they want me or whatever. Sir, who are you? Let's process yeah. this. Why do you think that you're so valuable that these women want to get you? Now we got to get you and stuff. What are, you, what are they trying to get? <laughs> what do you have for us to capture? A lot of these men, for the most part, on average, they make what? 40000 a year, 50000 a year. Like, you not... Come on, let's humble yourself a little bit. Humble yourself. Yes. Bring yourself back down here a little bit. And right. then let's be open and honest and transparent when you're dating. Because everybody's not trying to get you. You just broke. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to be spending all your money and wasting your money. Because at the end of the day, you want a woman to be all up, all about you, right? Mm-hmm. You want access to her body, access to her time. And you don't really want her giving her time and her body nobody to nobody else. else. But you're not even qualified to be like, only talk to me. You ain't even bring nothing to the table. We got to go Dutch. I got to work too. <laughs> <laughs> we got to figure this thing out together. And you want come on. I I'm luckily I've never come across that that <laughs> I want to split the ticket with you type thing. No, 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 no. No, I don't come across him. And like you say, either I'll pay or you pay. And if I definitely go out with you and I know that I don't want to have nothing to do with you after this, I am definitely gonna pay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind my thing is, and I think that old women should be going on a date and you should be able to pay for yourself. In an event, you know, something goes wrong, et cetera, et cetera. I don't think there's nothing wrong with paying for, you know, your own stuff anyway. But let me say I want to pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm totally in agreement with that because, like I say, I've been the old school kind of dude. And just seeing some of these people and seeing some of these conversations from my fellow black men. And it's, it's, it's all striking honestly because this is very disheartening because it seems like we all we against each other everybody got attitudes everybody got their guard up like what is everybody trying to get and capture here why we just can't spend time enjoy each other's company mm-hmm. be honest and call it a day it don't have to be re- really heavy or serious let's go bowling let's yeah, go for yeah. a walk you know let's yeah, go but- for a movie let's sit at, let's go for happy hour sit at the bar like there some of these stuff that we could do but you know, so many happens. people, the guys and the, the women are everybody's so quick to think that they're being played, that everybody is guarded, everybody is sensitive, they don't want to um like we talked about last week, the the culture is very sensitive right mm-hmm. now. And it's so oversensitive that <clears throat> you really don't know how to 
approach or de-escalate a situation. So it makes everybody uncomfortable and everybody feel like I cannot tell this person no, especially women. We have to watch our back because if we reject a guy, he might be sitting on the hood our car ready to murk us. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah. So we have to downplay the situation and make sure that we let him down slowly. We'll go on one day with you, maybe, and try to let you down slowly from there. But the culture yeah. is, is kind of crazy. I mean, because you mess around and get um, a female in a situation that she may get raped. You don't know what that might trigger. You know what I'm saying? Or a situation where a man get got. Like, he get his money <laughs> stolen, his chains taken. I be seeing a lot exactly. of that going on in Atlanta. Oh, yeah. Exactly. It is a bad time period. Like when it, when it, and I wouldn't even say technically just sensitive, just when it comes to communication. Mm-hmm. We don't know how to naturally engage. Mm-hmm. And then social media has, and I just watched the Dave Chappelle special, and I swear to God, I love that special. Because one mm-hmm. thing that he said about that stood out to me, he said that Twitter is not real. Yeah. Yeah. And I always sit here and be like, social media is not when social media was down like a week ago. Oh, I yeah, when Facebook I went said, down, yeah. Take y'all ass outside. Go mm-hmm. enjoy the real world. The it's real okay. World. Yep. It's going to be fine. Like, mm-hmm. open up your door, go to the coffee shop, say hello to somebody. What happened to just that? Hold your I head mean, up when you walk. <laughs> girl, you, I be telling my son that all the time. Like, be confident. <laughs> like, I live around a community of like um, Indian people. Mm-hmm. And right. I see them walking everywhere. Like yeah. they walk the children to school. They standing right there when the children get off the bus. The women they congregate. The men they're playing basketball together. Some other kind of game. And sometimes I'm like, look at this. Yep, real humans engaging, yes. interacting. I love with it. Each other. And that's what we need to do. I think if we just stop looking at social media. Everybody is kind of posting the same type of body. Honestly, you can see everything but a woman's, you know. <laughs> Look a little harder. You can see everything but her kitty cat. You can nope, see everything on that too. And then sometimes her, you can see her kitty cat. She got mm-hmm. her own hand on it. That was like, it's a different space. And everything is about sex. Super uh, Superman, Lois, Superman and Lois, the uh, son just came out gay. He kissing the man on a, on a, Come on, oh, like, it's all this stupid stuff. <laughs> like, we, yeah. like, everything, like, it, we so detached just yeah. from, oh, yeah. you know, just human interaction, you know, human decency. Yeah, because, I mean, you can, just like you said, with social media, everyone everyone can be in the same club. They won't be interacting, but I bet you everyone got, the, <laughs> got their phone up trying to Trying to take a whole pan view of the uh, other club. Yeah, or taking a they're, they're capturing the moment versus it's being in be. the moment. Yeah, yeah. And half the time when I go out, like I'll do my videos and pictures in the beginning, and then mm-hmm. after that, I'll forget about it because I'm trying to have fun. I want to mm-hmm. dance. I want to talk to people. Exactly. Like people be in their phone all the time. Oh, let me get that. Let me like. Okay, weirdo. I don't even have a lot of pictures in my phone when we go out. Like, um, at my son's birthday party, Dorian. Yeah. Everybody was in their phone. I'm watching the kids enjoy themselves and have fun. They were at the trampoline park and they was just, you know, bouncing and flipping and fighting and tugging the war and all this. I have no pictures from that, except for like two or three at the beginning before they all got dirty and funky. Mm. And after that, 
I have no more pictures because I live in the moment. In I the don't moment. understand why people do that. You know, we're going to get further and further away from that, so. I like human interaction. <laughs> just think about our grandchildren and our, their their children. <laughs> we get so far away from just. You talking about, think about the grandchildren. I got to get past the children Children. This is not going to be any interaction. Everyone's going to be virtual. Exactly. Everything <clears throat> virtual. Like, oh, I know y'all saw this, right? And we may be getting off subject, but then again, we supposed to be talking. <laughs> so, you know how it's normal now, right? To see a uh-huh. Tesla car. Yes. Yep. Tesla's are cars that drive themselves. Yes. Yep. 20 years from now, we we would have we would have said something like a car driving itself. That's yeah. crazy. But now it's like normalize us, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what they just created? What? A human version of Tesla. Actual robots that will go and do stuff around the house for you. Nope. I saw the oh, movie robot one time. I don't want but it, but but now it's done, right? <laughs> and I bring up the Tesla car because we look at the Tesla car like it's normal. Oh, that's yeah. a Tesla. We're gonna be looking at robots like that in people's home. Like, oh, they they could girl, they got a robot in their house. No, nope, like it's becoming no our new normal. We're living in the matrix. No, nope. yep. I don't want the Jetsons <laughs> in my house. I don't want the robots in my house. I'm good. But nope. slowly but surely, I'm just saying, man, we gotta pray and just enjoy life. Yeah, we definitely gotta do that. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, speaking of the um going back to the women being able not being able to um <laughs> excuse me not being to being able to reject the guys because of uh possibility of being sexually harassed um or terrorized because that's exactly what they are domestic terrorists yeah they, mm-hmm. um, your book I want to give it away if you know nobody has read it and one of your books cookie Cookie's mm-hmm. sister was brutally raped. Mm-hmm. And then she had to compensate that feeling in those demons with supplemental things, whether it be men, sex, drugs, alcohol, clubbing, whatever. Mm-hmm. When you were creating that character, what dark path did you have to go down? Or was it somebody's story that you knew? My real life, because Cookie is based on real life. Okay, gotcha. Mm. Yeah. I thought that it said a Fort Worth story. Yeah. So I wasn't sure if it was a family, friend, or whatever. I'm from, I'm originally from Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. And I wrote Cookie, which is crazy. It just released this week. 10-year anniversary. We re-released wow. it this past Tuesday. Okay. And I wrote Cookie because I, I was a team mom mm-hmm. turned CEO by the time I was 20. Mm-hmm. But all of my adolescence... I experienced trauma after trauma after trauma. Mm-hmm. And it to the point where things were taken permanently. Not where I was, oh, when my feelings got hurt, I had to move around. I experienced <clears throat> death after death after death, disappointment mm-hmm. after disappointment. And then I got married young because I wanted love and I wanted friendship. And I thought that's who that person was, who I married. That mm-hmm. was not the case. Um, I want to tell that story because I was still in the process of killing, but I wanted, I also wanted people to see an example of, it can start really dark, but what you gonna make out of it? Yeah. yeah. And even in that moment, I was still figuring out life and 
because I think I was about 25, 26 then. So I was still figuring out life and trying mm-hmm. to, you know, gain new experiences and new understanding. But I wanted people to really understand that you can really start low. You can really mm-hmm. lose it all. You can be dealing with this and dealing with that. But what is it that truly makes you happy and how are you going to move past that? Yes. Um, and that's basically what, um, what Cookie's about. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. I, I'm right. looking forward to um, reading Cookie too. I didn't even. Yeah. <laughs> and that one is, uh, so Cookie's really based off of my experience as a teenager. Mm. And then you got Cookie too, which mm. is based off of my sister's real life experience. Okay. And um, I really wanted, my sister has had a, a much darker journey than myself, but she can't seem, seem to get out of her own way. Gotcha. And I want her to share her story in hopes of me helping her get to the other side. You know, yeah. like, I got you. Let's talk about your story. Let me help you kind of lead you to the water and help mm-hmm. you drink it too. Yeah, it's healing in the conversation for sure. It is healing, yeah. Yeah, it's healing in the conversation. Sometimes you just got to put the pen to the paper just to get it out. You're just talking to yourself. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the cookie the cookie series is is good. Do you have any other series that of course you're working on, you're always working, but do you have another series of a uh, niggas ain't shit? Um Sorry, Dorian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually uh well, I got let me see, I put out I I'm, I'm working on my 18th romance book right now. Okay. And I honestly do not have story. None of my stories actually show that niggas ain't shit. Mm. It kind of showed that people ain't shit. Well, because yeah. the women, even for my very first book, the women were doing stuff in there that men technically did, like being sexually free, mm. lying, being open to, you know, to new things. Yeah, multiple partners, like things that basically women are not supposed to be sexualized. Yes. And from jump, that's always kind of been my thing. Like, if, if I want you, I want you. If I don't, I don't. I'm mm-hmm. not about to be judged or feel shameful about that. Mm-hmm. And so I always wanted my female protagonists, like my lead female characters, to mm-hmm. always kind of exude a little bit of myself. So I don't quite have people uh, with niggas ain't shit. But I am actually creating <laughs> a a comedy dating book okay. called Dating These Niggas. Okay. You say date these niggas? Yeah, it's called date these niggas. Look at Dory's face. <laughs> I don't know about that one. <laughs> nah, um, I'll be interested. I'll be interested in something like that. Uh, when um, was, uh, excuse me, I can't even talk right now. When Miss MVP introduced me um to you, and you know she um said you know just just look into her work, and I started doing my my Googles and everything else, and started you know digging into everything. I was like, this is you know it's from your path and everything else has been it's been inspiring to me and you know it 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 brings me to want to read some of these books and especially like and, you you about cookies. and i will <laughs> <laughs> and i will but yeah i mean it, again it's just through conversation and talking with someone that you know introduced me to someone else just like how i was i was introduced to eric jerome dickie at a, at a around my twenties and at someone I would have never thought of. Cause I'm usually, I'm the nerd. So I'm usually into, you know, sci-fi books and everything else. But again, okay. conversations right, nerdy. With people. Nerd boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's the star Trek, star Wars. <laughs> Not you a Trekkie. Yes. <laughs> all the way. Yeah. But yeah, so all of my stories really kind of, they, 
I, I have a, a consistent theme. It's redeem, redeeming themselves and conquering love. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I feel that love is basically <laughs> the most beautiful form of affection that you can really kind of show somebody, whether it's love to your, your child, your parent, a sibling, or your romantic partner. I kind of show all different sorts of types of love. But my characters are always trying to redeem themselves and conquer love. So, yeah. I think love, and I even have love tattoos. I have to always choose love on my arm. I like that. Like that. I like that. My tattoo here says, I am because you were. And it means mm. multiple things. I got it when my dad passed away. I am the strong black woman that I am because he was a strong black man to show me. But it also, mm. I am a bitch because you were an asshole. So, <laughs> I had, we are we are really a reflection of our parents. Exactly, so, yeah. we are. We are, and that that's my ace right there. That was that's my partner. So I'm a true daddy's girl. I don't care who don't like it. <laughs> How long daddy been gone? Um, one year on the third of this month. Oh wow, you are yep. fresh in it. Yep, fresh in it. Yeah, well, my advice to that is because I get asked this all the time. Because even most of my companies, well, two of my companies are named after my mother, Mm -hmm. and she died when I was twenty. And that's Delphine. Delphine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And honestly, it does not get easy. It just gets familiar. You also tend to have better coping mechanisms. Mm you're able to function better, but you'll yeah. find yourself sometimes here and there and you'll break down or drop it. I'm 15, 16 years in. Yep. I and do I can see it kind of, Yeah. <laughs> so it's that first couple few years though, it's yeah. like four years just to visit my mother's grave site. Um, and when I did, it was just, it was horrible. I mean, snot running down the nose horrible. I'm like, come on, I was pissed. You well, I had him it. cremated. <laughs> he was cremated. So um, everybody, all of his family, we actually had his um, ashes spread it a little bit at Tarrant County because he's from oh, Texas. So um, spread his ashes in Tarrant did County. Did you say Tarrant County? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He went to Kilpatrick. Okay, so he he's a, he's a Texan all the way. He um, but is we that had, how you found me? Uh, no, we I kind of in the same city. <laughs> same. No. Okay, I found you on the real Twitter. Fuck that. Oh, okay, Twitter. On the real Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Twitter oh wow! Real. So he back home a little bit in Fort Worth, sprinkled around, you know. Yeah, okay. sprinkled around. Um, and a little bit on the north side of Dallas, but that's 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 a different story. But he um. He was a a real big supporter in everything that I wanted to do, and he was a fan of that guy right there on the screen. So, <laughs> so yeah, they we got along um pretty good, and it's it's amazing how going a little little bit more further off subject. I had him cremated, and. In the funeral home, my sister and I were sitting across from each other and the funeral director came in, assistant director. She was like, this is an unfamiliar noise that I hear come from this room. And she was like, what? My sister said, what? She was like, I hear joy. I hear laughter. We normally hear pain and sorrow. I said, that's because our dad was a damn good man. Mm -hmm. And we know... 
that he is not not going where he's not supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, did. he had some unfinished business, but like um the dad said on Black Panther, a man who does not prepare his son for his death has has failed. He prepared mm-hmm. us. You know, we we were raised right. And not to say that nobody else isn't raised right, but we have coping mechanisms, like you said, um, comedy to deal with trauma. And my mm-hmm. dad was a jerk. He laughed at everything. <laughs> <laughs> so when we were telling, you know, stories and jokes and stuff at the table, we were like, yeah, that would sound like something he did. He did not want to be in a box. I knew that for mm-hmm. a fact. So when we went to the funeral home, and this is kind of morbid a little bit, and I'll try to get past it. She was like, are you going to bring some clothes? I looked at her. I said, I ain't going to burn no good clothes. Burn. Because <laughs> my dad wanted to be naked. He said, I was free coming in. I want to be free going out. I knew this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Why <are> you laughing? Because, <laughs> I mean, I ne- I've never thought about it like that. I want to be cremated, too, but I ain't never thought about doing the naked. You got a point. Yeah. <laughs> my, my dad, when I tell you, was a stone-cold jerk. Give him his vodka, his joint, he was good. Okay? Now he's walking his joint. <laughs> Come on, Papa. <laughs> Yeah, he, they don't make slits more liquor bull no more. So. <laughs> you know, like, I, you know, I, I, our family, they never die as long as we keep talking about them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and we remember the teachings and things that they showed us. So they actually never fade. They are walking around with us, which is weird. It takes me to this subject. I actually just visited a medium this past week. Really? How was that? Um, It was comforting. Who did you speak to? Your mom? Yes. Okay. Okay. I had my my mom came. My mom came to visit. She relayed a lot of messages. Um, My grandmother. And then a lot of people on my daddy's side. I ain't gonna front though. And they probably hear me now, whatever. (laughs) I'm just now getting, you know, close to my daddy, right? Uh Uh-huh. So I don't know a lot of hit my, my dad's side of family history. So mm-hmm. the things they were telling me, they were telling me a lot of things on my daddy's side of the family. Mm-hmm. Um, even down to my brothers. I was like, you know, this is great to meet y'all. Y'all here talking to stuff, but mama, where you at? That's what I was kind of thinking. Like, come on, mama, <laughs> I need you to talk a little bit more. You know, yeah. I don't really know these people. It was, it was a really good experience. I really was, I would recommend it for anyone. I never that thought is about wanting that. to um you know uh kind of get some additional guidance from your ancestors and I knew I needed to speak with them because I kept seeing these same numbers mm. over and over oh, and over yeah. and over and you know our angels and our ancestors they speak to us through signs and through mm-hmm. numbers and so I'm like okay let me figure out what they're trying to tell me and so it was very comforting gotcha yeah. where yeah. um and not to take away from your experience but what type of research did you do in order to get to this medium well one of my friends actually visited her okay she yeah she visited her prior to and if it wasn't for that i probably would have not you know because i've done psychic readings before so i have an idea of my pathway but psychic readings and medium readings is totally different yes so, for example, she was sitting there telling me things about just who I was or mm. um, even down to um, some things I haven't even outwardly said. 
Ah, like she said ooh. something that I am ashamed of. Okay. That I internally know about, right? Gotcha. And she looked at me straight in my face because it was something that my mother said. And she mm. looked at me, she said, I got to be straight with you because this is what she said. And so she told me that, hey, I know what you did. Ah. Uh, hmm. And I forgive you. She told him, mm. she said it verbatim. I ain't going to say it now because I ain't about to tell my business out there. Of course. <laughs> of course. But she said it verbatim. And I looked at her and I was like, How you know that. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just talking about Willis. <laughs> <laughs> like, and for, for her to say that though, it did bring me comfort because, you know, we, we all have our own secrets and things that we try to work on internally mm. that we don't talk about to anybody. Yes. And that was something I really, really needed. So, gotcha. yeah, I, I learned from her through a friend and I would recommend it. Like I would recommend talking to a medium, anyone that you feel that can connect you to your family, those that you lost. Now I've had a, um, a tarot card reading um, before, <clears throat> but I've never had a medium or a psychic reading because tarot cards and psychics are different. Yeah, it is. Also, but I've had that, and it wasn't like as authentic as I thought it would be. But some mm-hmm. things she did hit on. This was years ago. It's um over there on um fifty nine, Dorian. Okay. <clears throat> right past Foley, but I um I just stopped in there one day. Me and a couple friends, we were coming down from um from school to go to the beach and we pulled over and I'm like okay $25 okay I can do it boom oh okay okay you know you're younger and you're like okay but some things like I said that I come across now I don't know if it was just a coincidence or whatever but yeah a medium is something that I would definitely like to do yeah yeah I would, I would definitely, and then also perhaps another uh, psychic that can dive in deeper by actually reading your palm, um, connecting to your energy and your aura, kind of spending a little bit more time with you versus just pulling out cards that kind of connect with, you know, just your energy, your mm-hmm. zodiac sign, because yeah. those things too generically tell us who we are mm-hmm. and what I, and where we're supposed to be and how we're supposed to flow through life. Those things really do you know, yeah, matter basically. Zodiac signs and all that is real. Yeah, some people don't believe in it, but I do. When it comes to the zodiacs, mm-hmm. I believe in that numerology. Yeah, I mean, it's the it's that gut feeling that yeah. you get. It's that it's that pull that you get. It's mm-hmm. that deja vu moment that you get. Yes. These are not just things that just like oh, this this is weird. Yeah. No, you, this is a, a, a spiritual realm exactly. and a sign that's happening. And deja vu, if you go and look it up, it, it normally means that you're on the right path. Yep. That's really what that means. Yep. Like you're aligned and you're on the right path. You're going down the right journey. Gut feeling normally really tells you if you're supposed to be doing something, like you feel it. Oh, let me go this way. This person's not right. Something not right with this. You may not know what it is, but those feelings, you got to pay attention to that. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Excuse me. You definitely got to pay attention to it. And be obedient. 
be obedient to that feeling. Don't go against him and, and be like, I'm just tripping. No, you're not. No, you ain't. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you are not. You are not. You are not. That, no, that you're not your instinct is definitely yep. a way to go. That's uh, that's a little insight to the Black Girl Magic Bible 101. <laughs> that's embedded that intuition in that men be talking about that they yeah. have. Uh, when when women think that they cheating, well, if you got to ask you know, your man if you cheating or if you think he is, he probably is because your intuition is is not far off at all. My intuition is always spot on. Yeah, even when <laughs> it comes down to your children, your offspring, like you can you can feel it. No, I ain't talking about with them. I ain't studying them. I'm talking about relationship wise. <laughs> Always spot on. <laughs> I ain't studying them. And then yeah, you know, me and y'all know how to cheat, right? <laughs> that uh, <laughs> no comment. No comment. I mean, Dorian, you got a comment. You the only guy up in. <laughs> Your response be, well, I don't know, because I don't cheat. <laughs> I don't cheat anymore. I'll say that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I will say that. I, I'll be honest with myself. I don't cheat anymore as I've gotten older. Yeah. Younger days. Yeah. I I done I've done some stupid shit. I ain't gonna front. <laughs> all right. See, so we all had those with mine. But that um, a medium. I would never have thought of going to a medium. Like I in growing up in a Christian household. You know, you would never think of, and of course, we talk about the Holy Spirit and everything else. But as we see some of these other things, it's like, as I got older, it's like I just didn't, I, I don't uh, attach myself to normal religion. Like I've, I've become a little bit more spiritual because I've, mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've been able to go with my gut feelings now more often. Um, and again, the intuition thing and, and just seeing certain things. And it's just like, okay, yeah, you know, the reli- again, with religion, you know, they say the Holy Spirit, but you look down on psychics and mediums and, other, you know, normal ghosts, quote unquote, but it's like, they're, they're going to be around. If you believe in one spirit, why can't you believe in the rest of them? This is true. And then you'll have people in the church that can tell you about yourself. You'll have people that have, they call it discernment. Discernment is a psychic ability. Yeah. You'll have people and they call it prophesying. Yeah. Yeah. But if they do it outside the church, oh, that's witchcraft. Excuse me. Now, I believe in witchcraft. <laughs> what makes it any different if you tell me this inside the church house or outside the church house, it's the same thing. It's the same approach. Mm-hmm. But again, you know, you will find someone that has, you know, reviewed, someone has been to them, someone that has been at it a very long time. You can kind of have a <laughs> sense of things, but I would recommend it. Because honestly, going through life, sometimes blinds, you need that spiritual guidance sometimes. I would recommend it. I I think, I told that lady, I'll be back in the year. Give me one year, I'll be back. So I can check in with my ancestors, make sure I'm on the right path and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to find one. I'm going to look it up right now. Yeah, I definitely. definitely Well, mine, she does virtual too. So I'll I'll send you um I'll send you her information and if you want to um connect with her I would recommend it and oh, I also yeah. even have a a psychic that I can refer you to that she does virtual sessions as well 
Yeah, send me out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Send them both our way. Yeah. I, I, okay. They're like, like, yeah, I'm down. I'm down. I want it. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, because, um, you know, it's something that I've always preached on the podcast, even before Mr. Repeat joined. It was, you know, I, therapy and everything else. Like, he, like, you know, you spoke earlier about healing, and it's like, the person that I've become now would not have happened if I did not start a healing process with some exactly. of the things that I had going on in my life. So, yeah, just going to therapy and finding other ways just to heal yourself before you get into relationships or deal with people in general, you know, it helps. So, yeah, I'm I'm all a proponent for that. I actually did six years of counseling. Yeah. When I found that... I'm unhappy, but even when I try to be happy, I can't be. I had to really get some understanding on why it's harder for me now to get out of that funk. And actually understanding your life, understanding yourself, and in processing your pain and your happiness will help you be a better individual. There is no one way to go about counseling. There is no blueprint to go about counseling. There's no specific questions and things that your counselor, your therapist will ask you. Mm-hmm. It's all about just being transparent and going through the process of talking about it. Because once you understand it, you begin to make better decisions and you navigate through life differently. Not mm-hmm. better, but differently. Right. So that you make decisions that put you in better positions yeah and different higher levels that you vibrate even higher and better and honestly if you have not healed and this is for anybody i I don't even think that you got to be going through anything i don't even think that you have to have lost anything know who you are Mm -hmm. know how to communicate understand your love language Mm -hmm. understand how you need to be loved because mm-hmm. if you don't even know these basic things and then you want to go through life, and you want to build relationships and partnerships with people and you broken, broken, or are you oblivious to who you are? You haven't even taken the time to know who you are. It's going to be chaos mm-hmm. because you don't know yeah. how to effectively communicate what it is that you need. Yes, definitely. Yeah. It was something that um, I saw someone post and they said, um, do you know your love language? And they said, if you do, you should do your love, practice your love language on yourself. Yes. And I was like, damn. That's Everything good. that you want to do with somebody, do with yourself. Do with yourself. Your love language can be anything from silence to burning candles to taking a walk. It's something, whatever your love language is that makes you happy no matter what. Mm-hmm. That's your love language. Yep. Yeah. Acts of service. Buy yourself a gift. Take yourself out for drinks. Go sit at the bar. I have a drink or time. two. Talk to a stranger. Say howdy do. And then go yes. home. And keep it going. And keep it moving. Keep it moving. It's it's amazing how as a culture we've gotten comfortable with saying that we have anxiety. And I'm a <clears throat> you're everybody depressed these days I'm depressed well, yes. I'm bipolar and like, yeah. and like it's a badge of honor yeah like, and it's not. Yeah. it's not it's not no. it's not That's but not I know cool. that I have anxiety when it comes to crowds and large buildings that shit's real it that, is it's social anxiety yes and I didn't get that way well I hadn't been that way long at all I just within the last four to five years, it's become 
not crippling, but it's been coming on the forefront. My okay. doctor gave me medicine that I refuse to take. Okay. Because I don't want to be dependent on it. Okay. And there's a lot of people out there that are taking this medicine. That, and they're not doing nothing else. And they're not doing anything else. You have mm-hmm. to face what you're afraid of. Yep, yeah. that's their solution, medication. And you have to make yourself uncomfortable. I make yep. myself uncomfortable on a weekly basis. I despise Walmart. Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> not Walmart. Not the one stop and shot. Here we go. Here we go. I will go. Shut up. I will go <laughs> inside of Walmart at least once. The big Walmart, not the grocery store. I'll go inside okay. Super Walmart at least once a month to try to conquer. And I make myself stay at least 10 minutes. Okay. I walk from the front all the way to the back and back out the door. Okay. So you don't get nothing up. <laughs> no. <laughs> She's about to say, hell no. <laughs> but here's the thing. I don't have that problem when I go to Target. Really? I could be at Target for hours. But Target like the bougie Walmart. Exactly. There's less people, though. True. There's usually less people in a Target than there is. If I go Walmart. to this Walmart by the house early in the morning, Dorian, there's nobody in there. Yeah. So why do I feel like that still? Hmm. Well, you know what? I think when it comes to anxiety, I think a lot more people have it now because, again, back to just engaging with humans. Yes. Like we are, we're too separated. We all sit behind a computer screen for the most part. And in the past two years, yes, has been abnormal. Yes. Like I have been an entrepreneur since I was twenty years old, and mm-hmm. I I quit my job when I was twenty three. So I've been working at homes for like eleven, twelve years. Uh huh. So being in the house was I right when the shutdown hit. Yeah, I was cool. Yeah, because it was not new to you. I wasn't tripping. Hey, how's it going? I'm used to not going nowhere. But about four weeks into this, and I hadn't seen a human, (laughs) I understood why it was important, why engaging with people was important, how people in these psychiatric hospitals go crazy when they're in a room Mm -hmm. by themselves or when people are in solitary for so long. (laughs) Now they have this mental illness going on. It's it's a given. And I think there's so much social media, so much technology, all this virtual stuff, and then just for the past two years, it's heightened it. Yeah. This is why the the anxiety level mm-hmm. has skyrocketed and people do not know how to get out of that funk and get out of it. Yeah, the We're option of, Yeah, the option of engaging was taken away from us. Yeah. We yep. don't have the option of saying, yeah, I'll be at your party, but who all gonna be there? Well, ain't nobody gonna be there. <laughs> <laughs> ain't nobody if gonna be there. I get bored, I'll come. You know, we don't have that option anymore. It was stripped from us and that was real like they were talking about uh the kids being more awkward than what they already are because they want to keep everything virtual but these kids need to be social they need to be social um they need they they need to get back to just being children that is true i'm tired of the conversation when we focus on what what you like yeah and who you are so now and this is the crazy thing about it right Deja Bell kind of touched on it. Shout out to all my LGBTQ people. But I think it's very weird. And mm-hmm. this is my opinion. 
for me to look at you in your face and then you tell me you're not a boy or a girl. And so then I got to call you a them. Them, yeah. Them, he, she, they, it. <laughs> and then if I forget in that moment to address you as a there, them, they, Whatever I'm disrespectful. Yeah. Or I'm being dismissive to what you're asking me. No, I'm being normal. Yeah. Because you're not an alien. Exactly. You're not just an it. You're a human that so happens to be a certain sex that I can visually see. Yes. Yeah. But they, they keep making this a conversation and now they have all these different types of sexualities. And I'm like, but what does it matter? Yeah. Why are we talking about this? I don't care who you sleep with. I, I don't care what type of people you like. I don't think that we should be talking about this when a child's brain is like mush. Yeah. When it's so impressionable. You got people now that can change their baby's sex when they're born. Yeah, and I think that is disrespectful as hell. Yeah. And no, it's scary. Yeah. Because people are getting detached from reality because we want to be pro-choice. But what about pro-logic? Yeah. Pro-common sense? What common like, sense? Yes, yeah. like I don't want to look at. I'm looking at a. I'm clearly I'm seeing a certain type of human person, but I can't call you that. Yeah. No. Okay. Because back in the day, it used no. to be he, she's, she males, hermaphrodites, dykes, uh, bull daggers, butchers, yeah, faggots, and that was it. <laughs> and that was it. And we understood and we knew. And it is what it is. But I think what it came with the with the LGBTQ community, just like the black community, we wanted respect. Yeah. Yeah. I can even take it back to Martin Luther King with his segregation movement and he want us to be integrated. Mm-hmm. And then him later saying, oops, my bad. I made a mistake. We didn't technically want to be integrated. We want to be respected. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't want to be beat up and and raped and and shot and, and shot. Yeah. And we still can't homes in certain neighborhoods, there's still laws in, in the Constitution that said prevent us from renting, from buying homes in certain neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the redlining, yeah. Yeah, they still redlining us. Like, we still, or when it comes to the our, the economic power, we still at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. When it comes to the Black family dynamic, there is none. We don't even have a Black family emoji. Yeah, we don't. Can we talk about other stuff other than who you doing it to? I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, now, we got real rights. Like we we trying to buy homes. We want to exactly. we want our children to go to college. Exactly. Like it'll be great for medical insurance to not be so high. There are way other things that America be focused on, but we trying to focus on us calling you with them and who you doing it to. Okay, exactly, exactly. It's, <laughs> it's I'm not gonna say it's unheard of, but it's definitely unreal on how. It's a distraction. It is. Like, we have to explain it so many times. My friend and I, we were talking about uh, voter suppression and voter rights today. And a lot of people, when, when it comes to gentrifying, they don't understand how, for instance, you're familiar with Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. Inside of Fort Worth, you have a conglomerate of different races. Mm-hmm. You have a conglomerate of everything and a donut shot every corner. Okay. Is that about right? <laughs> <laughs> so 
you have gentrification coming about in some of these neighborhoods mm-hmm. where you have everybody being pushed out to the county and the county mm-hmm. is having to develop so fast. Well, now inside the city, if they get ready to make a decision because all the, the black and brown people have moved out to the county because the land is cheaper. We're having to ba- be able to buy houses out there and we want we want to buy houses. So they're making the land affordable, but they're taking us outside the city. So mm. now we make decisions inside the city. You can't vote because you left the city. Mm-hmm. Now you can only vote on the county level. That's a form of voter suppression that they're putting right into your face and it has taken them 10 to 12 years to develop to make the the county line wider, to make the FDA loans available to everybody, to be able to gentrify inside the city, to make you want to push out the city into the county to take away your voter rights. They didn't do nothing but make you change your address. Yep. Just because you didn't want you didn't want the gas station that you used to go to by your grandma's house across the street from your high school to be a Starbucks now. Or to be right. now. Instead of dealing with that, you want to move out further where you have no say so over nothing. Yep. And nobody did that but you. Yep. They didn't have to put no laws in hand or nothing. They said, okay, y'all don't want it. Look what this fancy new mall is out here at the county line. Mm-hmm. Look at this fancy new racetrack that's at the county line. Y'all want to be closer to that? Back. I wish that we made better decisions. I wish that we honestly had a lot more financial literacy. Yes. Yes, definitely. We still have... I'm I'm like, I'm trying to get to the point where when I pass over, my children are going to have something to show for it. Like I can give my children something, but we still have generations where we don't, we still don't even have homes that we passing down to our children. We don't have businesses or land or anything that we're passing. We ain't got shit. All, only thing that we're doing is being born, working, yep. and then dying. Yep. Or and then if when we y'all do, die, y'all launch a GoFundMe account. Yeah. Or if we do have the home, that generation doesn't want to deal with Maintaining it, home. yeah, maintaining that home. Because it's, yeah, it's a mindset. Like, you got it's the mindset. You got to understand the type of black folks we are these days. It ain't the same like black folks that we was in the sixties, the fifties, the forties. That we was all family oriented. Yeah, we was all about building our legacies. You know, like building our strong family unit. Yep, the school, getting a trade. Um, we also walked around outside presentable. You can go back to the fifties, sixties. Look at our black men. Walking in a, in a tie and some flags on a Tuesday just to go to work. Look mm-hmm. at our black queens; they skirts all the way down to their ankles, and we we can't see they 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 hips and they ass. We don't know what they body look like. Like it was, it, we just presented ourselves totally different then. And then, as you kind of talk about with the red lining, you know, America strategically separated us. They strategically poisoned our neighborhoods. This is why we got the hoods. They strategically destroyed our families. That's why we got so many black men locked up. That's mm-hmm. why when that feminist movement came around, they made it seem like it was our fight and that was the white woman's fight. That was not yeah. our fight. It's so many different things that they did to break down black folks as a whole. Yep. And here we are. Now you can get on the internet and you can see all our black queens twerking. 
You can see all our black queens with the same shape. Uh, and we got way more black millionaires than we ever had before. And it's yep. like we ain't got no further. Because we hadn't. No. They're too busy and <clears throat> we can trying to be accepted by. Yep, we we can talk about they this. They think they free, they think they made it, basically. Yes. They got yeah. to a certain tax bracket. And they and haven't they different. They haven't because when you take a look at it, when you like when the uh the insurance fraud came out, right? Okay. A couple of weeks ago, where they named like 12 to 40 NBA players that fraud. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did see that. Yeah. Okay. Why in the hell y'all defrauding something? Y'all get paid. Well, you can't do it legit. Like, we can do it legitimately. Yeah. Yep. Y'all just trying to get over for what? Then so they probably see their white counterparts doing it, but you got to understand the system is not designed to it's keep not meant for us. It's designed to keep us in it. Exactly. And we can't act and do the same thing they do. Exactly. And that goes to say this. You want to know why Tammy and Steve can get a house and keep everything, but Tammy and Steve Stefan can't because (laughs) when they go get their house, they car and everything else. They max out everything. They go file bankruptcy. Yep. You rather go rob Peter to pay Paul or to pay this, to pay this, and go keep robbing and robbing and robbing and you digging yourself in a hole instead of going to do what they did. Or just understanding the system. Understanding the game. Playing it well, just like they do. That's what they do. Starting your business using credit and going to the bank and using their money. Yep. And like nobody like money. black folks don't even want to take the time to build a credit. Like a good credit score is way more powerful than fifty thousand dollars in cash. Yeah. Nobody wants to take the time to understand credit. credit I want to take the time to understand investments. Because it's a lot of numbers and confusing words and stuff like that. Like my cousin, he he's the finance guru in the family. If we got okay. questions and stuff like that. I call him like, look, cause <laughs> <laughs> I asked him this that like he started my portfolio, his brothers, his mom's, his dad, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna give you this, and this is right here what I want right here, right here, right here, cause I don't understand it. It's not that I don't want to; it changes every day. It does. There's <laughs> so many different stuff. Like now they got this cryptocurrency and these. I won't touch it. The big, all coins. these investing and stuff and just it's it's a lot. NFTs and all this and then no, I talked to him and I asked him a simple question and he was like, "Nope, that ain't good." I'm like, "All right, that's all I, I need bet. to know." <laughs> I don't see, you know. you reaching out, you finding a source. Yeah, and you got people that don't even want to do that. Yeah. They just it's say, well, I don't know. It's free. Information is free, but they'll sit there and they'll look up, you know, how to start this and start stuff that don't even generate generational wealth. Yeah. But they'll they'll be frivolous with they with they their their time and they or they'll book these trips and go to Miami and buy weed and what and, and start in Miami for the weekend. They gotta look good for the gram. Come on now. And can you do that though after you get your teeth done? (laughs) 
that part. I'm just like I get tired of seeing like grown folks, and it's clear that your teeth not white no more. That it's part. It's clear that you're missing a few of them. That part. But mm-hmm. yet you hopping on flights to go to another city and stunt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Spirit airline. It's weird. Y'all priorities <laughs> is mixed up. It's, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't get it. Like do the teeth. <laughs> you, can see anything, you know what I'm saying like come on y'all I get it though it's it's so many people who missed out on things growing up that now that they're getting it they're trying to relive their childhood and it's sad again they're broken they are broken and I don't know if it's something that can be transformed and or healed from or if it's something that they just have to get over it and realize that hey I can do better than this I think it's a little bit of both to be yeah. honest when, when your children are telling you basically either A stop or this is not right it's something wrong in your head that's not clicking as a whole that you need to be able to <clears throat> you need to be able to grow from Mm-hmm. So, I don't know what 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 our young people can put. Well, now not even young people; it's old people. Just our people. <laughs> my people, my people, my people, my people. I'm like Mexican people is passing us now, y'all. Like, know, come right? on, we are the better. Yeah, we do. We definitely got the better. Yeah, it goes back to the habits, though, because even the biggest thing that that got to me this week was uh I had one of my for my job I had one of the uh the trainer came to cheats one of the guys that got recently hired and it's something I've heard so long ago but him saying it recently just kind of peaked in my head he said you got to be able to have muscle memory it takes 28 days to create a habit mm-hmm. so it was just and once he said that just part it was like wow just really you know sitting back thinking on it like if we just created a pattern of thinking or just constantly did it over and over and over daily basis there's so many ways that we could be better yeah basically just being disciplined like just like people are disciplined to get up and go to work because they want to get that check at the end of the week you can put in a little hour or two per week to do research on how to invest in this, an hour or two on how to purchase a home, an hour or two on how to build your credit, create a plan, yep. and then work on that plan over time. I think people do not have the patience. They want instant gratification. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it doesn't work that way. But yep. when you think about it, if you took the time to understand your credit, you made a realistic plan that works for you because mm-hmm. your plan may not work for me. Mm-hmm. And then you take your time and you just complete it. Yeah. You're going to be better off than where you were when you started. That's the goal. And then once you reach that goal, then you create another realistic goal, which is outlined to to fit the way your life is and what Mm -hmm. you can do realistically. You ain't got to put no unrealistic (laughs) number on it every month. And then, you know, set a plan. Yeah. And then just do it. You're going to find yourself further along and you're not going to be in the same place five years from now. 10 years from now. Like, just do something. It don't have to be anything extravagant or like you're moving mountains. Yes. Just a little exactly. bit. Just exactly. a little bit of something. Now, going back to the creating the generational wealth and um, tackling the obstacles when it comes to 
us not being our great grandmothers and grandmothers where we were so um, family oriented, being a black woman now where, like you said, there's more black millionaires than ever before. Uh, being a business owner, have you come across any racial divide when it comes to being self-published and or in any of your other businesses? Absolutely, because it's us. Yeah. And when I say it like that, Black folks feel like we all can be eaten and thriving. It's yeah. just like you got to look at it. We can use it as an example. If, if there is a ship, you got the captain. Mm-hmm. And the captain got their crew. And mm-hmm. everybody plays their position to, so that the ship can keep selling. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, when the ship reaches its destination, everybody on that ship also is at that same destination. Yeah. Like the goal is for us to all get there, but we all got to play our part. So when it comes to just the book industry in itself, there are a lot of people that are highly competitive. I myself, I talk about this on my podcast because I have an unscripted podcast series called Traces of Mika. And it's basically my memoir. Mm-hmm. And I talk about how former Arthur Mines deliberately and openly tried to destroy my name in my publishing company mm-hmm. by basically wanting to talk about things they didn't even know or understand. So because I am also an Arthur and a publisher, they felt that my efforts should align with what they need as an author. So if I'm on tour at my own event, sign my own book, their book should be beside me at the next table. Hmm. But your Hmm. book ain't got shit to do with my book. That's a a Delphine Publications thing. And so I, I came across a lot of people in that industry that wanted a handout or they try to identify the source for success, which is mm-hmm. a person or a company, and they want to just jump on the bandwagon. You got to understand when you are uh, <clears throat> self-published or under a publishing company, it's like signing under a record label. And what do uh-huh. record labels do? They invest yeah. in you. Yeah. <laughs> that means they are spending their money to invest in your project, to invest in your brand, your artistry, your development. And when they put they project your project out, it's not like, oh, your project is selling them now. Let me give you your money. Yeah. No, I need my my money back. Yeah. You are an investment. Yeah. So once I get my money back, you get what now you begin to earn royalties off of the uh the profits. Because we ain't made no profit yet because we have to invest. Like that was a simple logic when it comes to business Uh that Arthur didn't understand. And then it'd be the main writers that ain't doing no book signing. They're not doing no interviews. Uh-uh. They they ain't even going out in their neighborhood talking about their book. They post it online to their friends and family and they expect to be getting a check every quarter. So I experienced a lot of pretenders. Uh-huh. I have experienced some people that was competitive, ungrateful, mofos. Uh-huh. Um, and then just in the product the the production world, like you're doing producing. Uh-huh. I have a lady that has strategic, we tried to copy my events, even taking the same name of my event and doing her own version of it. Mm. My people do not understand the power of working together. Yeah, definitely. Issa Rae, she said it best. Reach across. Yeah. Not reach up. 
reach across because you got people that's on the same level as you that have talent yeah. that can help you get to the next level. But you got everybody mama that want to find who's already made it and let me jump on your team. Yeah. Let me yeah. pretend and tell you some things I think you want to hear. Like I'm an asset to you. Mm-hmm. And, and then I'm going to jump on your team and then try to milk you of all your resources. Yeah. That's what I've, I've, I've seen that. And I don't like that. I don't like that with us. I like that. They reach across. Yeah. You gotta, a, a, <clears throat> you gotta help someone. You gotta help someone to be helped. Assets. You gotta be an asset to, an asset to and them. An ally. And I'm an ally. Said. Like what? What makes you special? Where you feel like you can jump into somebody's circle, or their resource, yeah, and they just pull and pull and pull. Who are you, and what are you bringing to the table? Yeah. yeah. Let's make this a team effort. Yeah. And I feel like we need a lot more of that in general, just with us. Mm-hmm. We got to get out of that crabs in the barrel mentality. We got to, like, I grew up in Texas. I seen Mexican families 10 deep living in one home. I know, right? Yeah. And they all sacrifice and they save. And one <laughs> by one, they mm-hmm. help each other get their own house. Yep. And we, we talked about that on the podcast, how so many different cultures, it's okay for multiple generations to be in a house but as a black um family you are expected to be gone by the time you're 25 at the most girl 18 i see yeah. folks trying to dip at 18 i will yeah definitely 18. At, at the most 25 they definitely at the most but you yeah. got folks that be up in there with they they'll sometimes they move back with they they family so they i know i did I yeah. know I did. I moved right in this house with my mom and my dad. Um, and I'm not going to say it was bad. But I'm also not going to say it was good. But for my children, it was the best decision that I could have ever made. Mm-hmm. Because if we were somewhere else, I don't believe that they would have spent as much time with their grandparents. Yep. And you got to understand like that our children do need their family. They do need they those do. other energies, yeah. those other people. It really does they take do. a village. And I, I really wish that we would change that mentality. I really wish that we would get better with that. Mm-hmm. I really wish that we were more loving yes. and more nurturing yes. when it comes to us. Um, I really wish that even when it comes to black men, protecting black women, standing up for us, no Lord, um, being yeah. more leaders. Like I would, we are so far removed from how our grandfathers treated our mothers. And then people, you'll hear people be like, well, our grandmothers, they had to stay because they, they didn't have no job. They couldn't leave. Our grandfather, they had a whole family on the other side of town. Yeah. Yeah. That may have been true. That may have very well been true. <laughs> but one thing that black men did for the most part, the family they was with, they took care of them. Yeah. The kids knew them. Yeah. The, the women, they still weren't working. They weren't caring on their own. I took care of my children by myself, two of them. Had to pay rent, and I funded my own career, and I funded my own dreams, and that shit was not easy, but yet yeah. I did it. If I had a real reliable partner, imagine where I could be right now. now. Exactly. Yeah. We need more of that teamwork, because mar- I think people look at marriage like... um like love, a fantasy type of thing. But marriage really is about a partnership. It is. It's, it's a, a 100%. It's not a 50-50. Yeah. Everybody has to put in 100%. That 50-50 yeah, so shit you, is out the door. If you lead in with marriage, honestly, and y'all understand each other's roles and understand each other's love language, you won't really kind of fall out of that marriage just based because somebody hurts your feelings 
or somebody's cheating and hopefully nobody's cheating. But y'all shouldn't even get to that point to where somebody's cheating, somebody doing doing because you you marrying your friend and you marry somebody that know this is a partnership and we got some goals and stuff we trying to meet. Exactly. Yeah. When you marry somebody who you want to be with, y'all not gonna have time to cheat because y'all gonna be right up under each other. Yeah. Right up on each other and then hustling because I, I where's the money? Exactly. Yeah. I love you, but I don't want to be loved and, and love broke. Exactly. So where the money? <laughs> exactly. Get to these coins. Yeah. Hell her. <laughs> I mean, I love you and stuff, but ugh. it's it's amazing. Sheesh. It's amazing how not necessarily like you and I, this is our first interaction as far as the podcast. We've, you know, tweeted and had conversations and stuff like that, but um it's amazing how, as Black women, all of our struggles are different, but all of our fundamentals are the same. Yeah. This is true. And I, and I say that to say, we know what we're not going to put up with. We know a level of what we're going to put up with. And we also have a level of, okay, what I might let slide. But we all have the same hustle. Let me backtrack that. Most of us have the same hustle mentality. I can't say all of us. <laughs> some bombs out there. There's <laughs> <laughs> some bombs out there who gonna, you know, be with some, as Cat Williams say, uh, some ain't shit niggas. What kind of, your pussy's attracted some ain't shit niggas. That's right, because you don't know how to be by yourself. The homosexuals. Exactly. Oh my so. gosh. <laughs> but and and I don't know if you recently saw the show Made. Have you seen Made on Netflix? I am in the fourth episode. I've and heard it. it is well. It's very, 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 very good. I do like the fact that it, it's a white woman in that role. Because I yes. think if it was one of us, nobody will really be receiving it yes. like they are. Yes. But one thing that I noticed behind that story was I do like the fact that they're showing that you can be mentally abused. Yes. They're yes. always, they're always showing physical abuse. Yes. But then I was also saying, you we have all these shelters where women can flock to with their children for safety. Yes. Right? But this is going to be a repeated cycle because we have these women are flying or flocking to these these homes or these these shelters uh-huh. because of a man. Yep. So when are we going to put together some prevent some per- prevention measures? <laughs> if I'm saying it right, <laughs> for men to stop being abusive physically and and emotionally. Like when are we going to start some healing within the men? That way we don't have that many abused women and children. We got all these shelters, all these resources yep. for hmm. women to flock to when the shit happened. Yep. But nobody is then turning to the men and making them go through some type of counseling, training, something, some something where they are becoming better human beings. And Calling I feel like that's a huge disconnect when it comes yeah. to men, especially exactly. black men. Nobody's helping our black men heal. <laughs> no, nobody's helping them heal. But I'm glad you said this. I was speaking to one of my friends who I'm trying to get to um, his schedule so he can come on the show. He was saying how when he um, got released from prison about 15 years ago, that the best thing that he did 
that nobody told him to do was go to therapy right mm-hmm. after he went to therapy for six months after he got out of prison. I'm sorry if I'm losing my voice. My allergies are getting to me. Um, he went to the therapy for six months and he said that he recommends anybody who's ever been in jail, who knows anybody who's in jail, that they need to debrief themselves pretty much. They need to come out of prison and they need to talk because it's not something that they're mm-hmm. going to talk to their family and friends about. They need to talk to someone else who doesn't have a biased opinion about it. Now, mm-hmm. back to what you said, a preventative measure for men. They have it. It's called jail. It's supposed to be a rehabilitation back into society, but they don't right. offer that part. They only offer a turnstile where you get out you got a mark on your, your record. They expect you to do better. But then when you can't do better because, A, you don't have the education, the resources, the jobs, when your neighborhood is a food desert, so you're always hungry and deprived. And now you're going back into that vicious cycle of being angry because y'all have one job, one car, three, four kids, and y'all trying to make it work. And now she's being hit on or emotionally abused. Police is being called. He's back into the mm-hmm. Prison is not, well, jail is not about rehabilitating anybody. No. I no. think that's where people get it confused. And you gotta it even be. now, if you go look at when they abolished slavery, you gonna look at the law. Uh-huh. It says yep. something I have to paraphrase. Slavery is abolished unless you are found committed of a crime. Mm-hmm. It says it clearly. You are not a slave unless you are convicted of a crime. Yeah. So that means convicted people are legal slaves. Yeah. 13 from America has the most incarcerated people in the world. Slavery is a very current, real thing. Yeah. It has nothing to do with trying to get people to do right. No, not at all. Prison, I mean, jail is a billion-dollar industry. Mm-hmm. You got these multi-billion dollar companies that invest in prisons because it's cheap labor. It's slavery. That's all so it is. It, when, when we really think about the system that America is designed after, because they be talking about land of the, of the free, free my fucking ass, <laughs> we have to, as Black folks, we have to be do that extra step. Just like we know when we get pulled over by the cops, we got to put our hands on the ones and the twos. Mm-hmm. And we got to be proper with all, all that extra stuff. We know that we got to be less tempered. Yeah. We have to be just a little bit, excel a little bit more in our classroom. We got to excel a little bit more at our jobs. And I feel like the more and more we do that, we make it easier for people to come up behind us. Oh, yeah. Which is what I thought. But as you see, we still have all these Black millionaires and we still at the bottom of the economic ladder when it comes to us as a whole, as as a as a race. We still yeah. at the bottom. America, I don't, I mean, it's 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 not that great. We got no. the most firearms on the street. Medical insurance is not even free. Like it's 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 a lot when it comes to it and it, and it sucks. But what are we gonna do? Get mad? Or are we going to team up, study the system? And make it easier for us moving forward. As Not easy, easy as, <laughs> easier. And yeah, as as easy as we as it sounds, the actions in it is the most difficult part. Because, like you said, 
A lot of us don't want to take that time to, you know, do an extra effort. But I think when, and I, and I think I spoke about this before on the podcast, is, is media. Is media, social media itself that, you know, that portrays it, oh, well, in order for you to be successful, you got to have this money. You got to have this kind of woman. You got to have these kind of cars. You got to have this kind of house. Do you really? I mean... If we look at, I mean, because because if we, if we look at like Bill, if you and always seen this um, comparison, but like Steve Jobs and Bill Gates, you don't hardly ever see them in ten million, you know, ten thousand dollar suits. You don't see them in. They be looking extra cars. regular. Yeah, extra regular. And I think Fifty Cent just released some interview today where he's talking about even when he became a millionaire, he was staying in a small two bedroom apartment. Paying eight hundred dollars a month. Um, uh, what's his name? Ocho Cinco. He stayed in the training facility for two years. Mm-hmm. He's getting millions deposited into his account. <laughs> yep. He was staying in the training facility. They said ain't nobody cheaper than Chad Ocho Cinco Johnson. <laughs> and I can dig it. You know what I'm saying? But you can tell when these folks got money when they don't got money because when they yeah. online showing stacks of money to their ear, they throwing it around. That's because you ain't never had it before. Acting like a nigga and that your ain't never not gonna have it either if you keep doing this. <laughs> <laughs> like money can be gone real quick, real mm-hmm. quick. You throw it up in the right spot. Yeah, been there, done that. Got that T-shirt. I understand that lifestyle, and I know how to move, move and navigate through it better. Yeah. It's amazing how ignorant some people can be, even with... And they choose ignorance. They choose it. Because this little thing right here called a smartphone that everybody have in their hand is continuous, endless information. Endless information. I teach myself something every day. I knew a lady that was struggling. She wrote a book on her phone because she ain't had no computer. Well, there you go. Hmm. I did that. When there's a will, there's a way. When there's you a want will, to, there's a way. When you there's want, a way. You figure it out. When you want to do better, you when you want to know better, you can do better. You do better. So yeah, I think Maya Angelou said something like that. When you know better, when you know better, you do better. Do better something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know Maya. She be stealing stuff. I think. <laughs> don't be doing Maya like that. <laughs> don't be doing our girl like that. I think she stole that one. I thought thought that was in the Bible. We gonna have girl. To- it's not in the Bible. <laughs> we'll have to put, we'll have the, what's that dog eat out when they come back? <laughs> you know, be funny though, if somebody, because you know, the Bible has been rewritten so many times, I wish mm-hmm. they would rewrite it in a black person's voice. Oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, breaking down the layman terms for us. You know, so for the ignorant black folks that don't be reading, they can well, really get it. Yeah. You want Especially to see the Bible turn away real quick. <laughs> yep. Then Bible gonna be six pages long. <laughs> then by 12. Let's, let's, make it a, let's make it a full 12, you know, the full round. You gotta the, have the, Lord's the prayer round. in there. You're gonna have revelations. It's revelations. Blood and we all die. <laughs> Proverbs 31, because every woman feel like they deserve a good man. So oh, Proverbs Lord. 31. The virtuous woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every woman thinks she virtuous and she deserves a good man. Girl, ain't you don't go on Boaz is not coming. <laughs> <laughs> with your bad choices and now you want somebody to take you on. Girl, bye. Exactly. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, 
Well, Miss Tamika, I hope you enjoyed yourself hanging out with us today. I did, I did. We we talked about a lot of a lot of different things. But if y'all if y'all want for for those that listen, if y'all want to continue on this commentary, listen to my podcast Traces of Mika. That's Mika with an I M I K A. It's on YouTube and it's uh, it's streaming on everything. But I have two seasons out, and again, it's a memoir. So I'm I'm talking about any and everything that you can think of. I'm bringing up my children. Yep, I'm singing. Uh, I used to record myself as a child. So I took these old cassette recordings of myself and I made a snippets in between the episodes. So mm-hmm. think of Lauren Hill's Miss Education. Yeah. And how okay. she got the skits in between her songs and her melodies. Yeah. It's almost like the same. So I have two seasons out. Season two is actually a visual piece. So you you come into my home, mm-hmm. you're able to see my son. Um, I go to um I rent out an Airbnb, I go up for drinks and sit with my friends. So it's it's a really cute setup, but I really wanted to kind of talk about um my experiences just as a mother, as an entrepreneur, as an author. Um, as a person that believes in love. And uh, season two is called On the Other Side of Healing. Okay. And so okay. I talk about, um, I just talk about my own trauma. And I'm very, 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 very honest and very transparent. And I talk about some things that I never talk, talked about before when it comes uh-huh. to my own family. And uh, I, I do this so that people can really kind of see, hey, you ain't the only one that's going through something. Yes. And this is how I process my pain. And this is how I begin to move forward through my pain. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just hoping that people, um, you know, take these episodes, they learn from it, and they start to have those own conversations that they need to have in their life. That's good. I, I've, I've watched season one, but I haven't because I, I was high. And I, I was like, why is she singing? <laughs> I and had you know, to start over. My I had to start over. On there too. I made sure. I was like, damn, did I hit skip? <laughs> so I had started season two yet, but I'm I'm gonna do that. This yeah, start two. season two. Like and you can watch it though. Watch season two. I did not know you were singing as a child. <laughs> yeah, oh, yes. I'm singing as a child. I was also singing as an adult too. Okay. But um, but yeah, I used to be a PK kid, so I prayed oh. a lot and I made original music a lot. So I took that and I kind of just played that through that because I want to it's called Traces of Mika so it's all yeah. about you know who I was and, yeah. and who I am so gotcha. yeah but before yeah. you leave do you have um any advice for anybody that you want to just drop if 12 year old Mika was listening what you want to say don't marry that nigga okay. that'll be my first thing Check. but <laughs> <laughs> here's some advice that works for everybody um Genuinely, and this is being 100. If you are genuinely unhappy with any part of your life, begin to break down and process why you're not happy about it. And then begin to try to identify what can make you happy, especially when it comes to your dreams. Because if you are not happy, if you're not complete, if you're not fulfilled, it ain't nobody's fault but your own. Yeah. I don't like to hear, I'm not happy. I don't like to hear, well, I'm going to do it or I want to do or I wish, I'm like, what, what, what do you need, a genie? Yeah. Say, what are we wishing for? If there are things that you genuinely want to do, understand what it is, develop and identify the steps to make it happen, create a plan 
that works. Do not think about the end goal. If your goal for me, for an example, I'm a writer, is to put out a book, don't think about the book at the end. Think about the steps that it takes to get the book done. Mm -hmm. Identify those early steps. Okay, I need to write it first. Okay, how many words I need? Cool, I need about 40,000. I, how many can I write in a week? I bet I'm gonna break it down to 500 this week, 500 next week. Before you know it, six months later, you may have your 40,000 words. I mm. bet what I need to do now. Cool. I need to edit. Bet. All right, let me find an edit. How much is editing? Like, you gotta do the steps in the work. Even That's if you want to buy a home, down to you know, like whatever it is that you want to do, understand the steps, realistically break down a plan that you can realistically fulfill. Yes. Because you can fulfill it. You just might not be able to fulfill it in one year. Yes. Yeah. But you can get it done. It has to be realistic. You it got to be realistic, y'all. Because if yeah. you think about the end, if you think about your desires and what you really, really want, and you want your life to look like what you want right now, you're going to get distracted. Yep. You're going to be upset. You're going to be salty. You're going to be sulking because you're thinking about the end game, you're thinking uh, about the I'm, overall goal. And that shit is hard. like, you're thinking about the top of the mountain and you exactly. have a problem. Yep. Can you think about getting to the middle of the mountain first? Exactly. And then once and you bring get to all the middle of the mountain, how to get to the top. Mm-hmm. So that is my advice. If you're not happy and there's something that you want to do, break, break down why you're not happy, break down what it is you want, and then identify the steps to make it work according to your life plans and your capabilities and what you can do. Yes. And with that, guys, we're going to close the show. Oh, before we leave, what are your social handles? Oh, everything is my name. Again, I'm all about branding. So (laughs) everything is my name. Tamika with an I. That's T-A-M-I-K-A. My last name is Newhouse. Like I bought a new house. It's N-E-W-H-O-U-S-E. And that's TamikaNewhouse.com. Tamika Newhouse on Twitter. Tamika Newhouse on Instagram. Um, Then my podcast is Tracy Tamika. Facebook, Facebook, Boss Lady Tamika, okay. or Tamika Newhouse. I mean, if you search me, you gonna find me. Yeah, you gonna find me. <laughs> and I'm I'm Googleable. Is that a word? Google Google me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just Google put in my name and stuff. The other day, I googled my name. They said my company made three million dollars in the past year, and I said, "Oh, somebody lying." <laughs> Who done took my money? I know, right? <laughs> because that's how my bank account right My bank account didn't say that. Somebody, I'm about to report Google. Somebody <laughs> stole my money. This is the evidence right here. Google said I had $3 million in the bank. Who do I need Google. to report this to? Exactly. <laughs> Don't take so, yeah, this to the IRS, though. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be paying more taxes than Trump. Girl, okay. <laughs> Goddamn Trump. Uh-uh, I'm gonna be on I'm doing what Trump did because he didn't pay. Yeah, he, mm, he yeah. paid with seven hundred dollars, I think. Some girl, something like that. And <laughs> and I know I pay way more. Yeah, hello. Miss, I'm gonna tap on your shoulder. Can I be on your team? Exactly. What's your accounting name? Right. What what, what what is the scoop? <laughs> give give me the scoop, sir. Share the information. That man right there, the real life. These rich folks keep saying rich, and we be trying to get rich, but y'all keep making us pay all these damn taxes. Can't learn. Can't learn. That's crazy. I but, know, y'all. But this was fun. Thank you so much for allowing me to come in and invade thank you space. So of course. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. I hope I see y'all in Atlanta next summer in August. I'm producing Black Writers Weekend. It is our thir- 14th year. Actually. It was virtual this year. Yeah. And we returned it. No, it was in person this year. 
It was hybrid. My bad. It was hybrid. So okay, it was online gotcha. as well as in person. Okay, gotcha. But next year is all in person in Atlanta. So go to blackwritersweekend.com. Yes. All and right. we got a, um, the um, the Delphine Studio. Isn't it Delphine? Yes. Delphine Legacy Media. If you're an aspiring writer and you want to put out a book, or you don't even even understand what type of writer you are because writers forget that they are an artist and you do not know how to brand yourself as an artist, cool, hit me up. I got you. DelphineLegacyMedia.com. And Delphine is D-E-L-P-H-I-N-E. Look at that son of good saying them L's. I know, right? You heard it, right? I was, I was concentrating. You know how I dialect. It be all messed up. It's it all the way messed up. Pronouncing words. You see, I was trying to do that other word, pre- preventable. Prevent, preventable. Something like that. I was saying. What that being said, you get it out. Yep. That being said, um, thank you guys for listening tonight. It's been an honor to be in the presence of Miss Tamika Newhouse. Yes. And Dorian, he's a cool guy too. Um oh, <laughs> well, you you were getting beat up a little bit today. <laughs> but it's yeah, okay. a smash. Just I a feel like bit. we kind of took it easy on you, Dorian. You was kind of quiet too. Especially when you was trying to speak up for the men, talking about no comment. <laughs> They might be mad at you. I try not not to speak for all men because, yeah, I don't don't want to set myself up. We're not speaking for all women. We're just speaking from a woman's perspective. You know, you got to jump in and give our male perspective. Yeah. But you did good and said you had your own. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But as always, if y'all want to hit us up, got a topic or anything, or if you want to... um, Give us someone to be a guest on the show. Hit us up at parkbench at combosinthepark.com, Dorian Doc McRae at combosinthepark.com, or Miss MVP at combosinthepark.com. Yes. Combosinthepark.com. That's all you need to know. That's it. Everywhere Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Y'all heard all that in the beginning. I ain't repeating it. <laughs> Girl, not the lazy ending. <laughs> <laughs> that, look. That's a great so ending. Y'all heard, don't, don't say it. Run it back. Y'all got in the beginning. Yeah, y'all got in the beginning. <laughs> Just Google us. Yeah, <laughs> that's Googleable too. Google, yeah. <laughs> Find us on Pandora, Audible, iHeart, all that good stuff. Yeah. All that good stuff. Y'all. All that good stuff. So, good night, everybody. Toodles. Peace, y'all.